Today's New Testament reading is from Romans, the seventh chapter. Or do you not know, brothers, for I am speaking to those who know the law, that the law is binding on a person only as long as he lives? For a married woman is bound by law to her husband while he lives, but if her husband dies, she is released from the law of marriage. Accordingly, she will be called an adulteress if she lives with another man while her husband is alive, but if her husband dies, she is free from that law, and if she marries another man, she is not an adulteress. Likewise, my brothers, you also have died to the law through the body of Christ, so that you may belong to another, to him who has been raised from the dead, in order that we may bear fruit for God. For while we were living in the flesh, our sinful passions aroused by the law were at work in our members to bear fruit for death. But now we are released from the law, having died to that which held us captive, so that we serve in the new way of the Spirit and not in the old way of the written code. What then shall we say, that the law is sin? By no means. Yet if it had not been for the law, I would not have known sin. For I would not have known what it is to covet, if the law had not said, You shall not covet. But sin, seizing an opportunity through the commandment, produced in me all kinds of covetousness. For apart from the law, sin lies dead. I was once alive, apart from the law. But when the commandment came, sin came alive, and I died. The very commandment that promised life proved to be death to me. For sin, seizing an opportunity through the commandment, deceived me, and through it killed me. So the law is holy, and the commandment is holy, and righteous and good. Did that which is good then bring death to me? By no means. It was sin producing death in me through what is good, in order that sin might be shown to be sin, and through the commandment might become sinful beyond measure. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am of the flesh, sold under sin. For I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. Now if I do what I do not want, I agree with the law that it is good. So now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. For I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. Now if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I who do it but sin that dwells within me. This is the word of the Lord. For today's meditation on God's word, we welcome Pastor Kevin Jennings. About 25 years ago, I quit smoking. That sounds really significant, but it isn't. It's not that significant because I quit largely by chewing tobacco. Now, when I quit chewing tobacco, that was significant. I'm reminded of this whole episode every time I endure a really rough patch in life because if somebody came by and offered me my favorite kind of chewing tobacco, I'd probably take him up on it. With that in mind, it's not that hard to identify with St. Paul in Romans 7. 
I know that I have been claimed by Christ in my baptism. I know that my redemption is sure, and that my Lord Jesus in his death and resurrection has brought me, a miserable enemy of God, into his Father's household. But I also know myself. It's much worse than craving a chaw of tobacco every now and then. As Paul says, if the law hadn't said, you shall not covet, I wouldn't have known what coveting was. So I live in this flesh. This corrupted, sin-prone flesh is where I live. In the small catechism, Martin Luther said of the third petition of the Lord's Prayer, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. How is God's will done when God breaks and hinders every evil counsel and will which would not let us hallow the name of God, nor let his kingdom come, such as the will of the devil? No surprise there. The world, not really all that surprising either, and our flesh. Martin, you're right. I know my flesh. Like St. Paul wrote in Romans 7, I know the good God desires and I'm supposed to do it, but it happens that I wind up foregoing the good I want to do and do the very evil I hate. The law stands over me. It accuses me. It's like an accusing finger showing that I have done the opposite of what God has demanded. What needs to happen to this poor old miserable sinner isn't a little coaching or trying harder. That just leads to more accusations. No, what needs to happen to this poor old miserable sinner is that he needs to die. That's the only way to be freed from the accusations of the law. I need to die in order to live. Back in Romans 6, Paul tells me what Jesus did to me in my baptism. I was put to death with him. That's Jesus' promise. Joined to him, to Jesus, by faith in my baptism, I died. As I like to say when describing holy baptism here at Mount Olive, Jesus came, and he shoved my head under the water, and he held my head there until the last breath of this poor old miserable sinner gurgled forth. And from those same waters, Jesus pulled a very much alive child of God. He put me to death at his cross, and he raised me in his resurrection in my baptism. So baptized into Christ by the Spirit every day is a remembrance, a celebration of my baptism. Because every day, in sorrow over my son, this poor old miserable sinner is drowned. I die every day in the promise of my baptism. And this poor dead sinner, through Christ, by the Holy Spirit, raises me to be a child of the Father, living before him in righteousness and purity, the very righteousness and purity Jesus has given to me as he gives me his life. So that's my life. It's a life of dying and rising to life. So that as my conscience convicts me, and it will, because this flesh fails, I go to the one place, to the one person, where there is comfort, and that's Jesus. <laughs>